Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan, and I'm working at... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome, everyone. Chuck Bonnerell, Julie Hayden, The Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show. Too straight up. That's right. Party Friday, the Party Friday version of the show. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture, and Chinese Medicine. And um, we're going to have coming up here as soon as we get him on the phone, John Lott Jr. Chuck, you're supposed to be in here and make it before the show starts. Well, I'm just admiring myself. <laughs> John, it's so beautiful. <laughs> John Lott Jr. Um, he's going to talk about all the gun grabbing bills. We've got several in the Colorado legislature, and they're going on across the country. And the the left is is using the Fed surrection as a an excuse. Um, also, then today we're going to have um, Representative Brandy Bradley on. She's in the Colorado legislature, one of the real heroes down there. One of the seven heroes. Yeah, and she's going to be talking about. We, we've talked a little bit about it Wednesday. Um, the way the Democrats are protecting sex offenders. So she's going to be joining us there from the floor of the legislature. But we do have Doctor John Lott Jr. with us now with the Crime Prevention Research Organization. Had a great column up in the Washington Times recently. Insurrectionists and in Bloomberg School of Public Health how out of touch the left academia is. Hey, John, thank you for your time on this Friday afternoon. Hello, John. Oh, good to talk to you again. Thanks for having me on. So your article pointed out a good thing that, I mean, not like they ever need really an excuse to try to enact more gun control laws, but you did a great job of talking how they're, they're using the insurrection, uh, if you want to call it that, as an excuse. And you kind of point out just a number of flaws with that whole thinking. Why don't you go ahead and, and explain that to us a little bit? Right. Well, the Bloomberg School of Public Health at John Hopkins released this report saying that we have to ban people being able to go and carry concealed in many places. We have to have stricter limits on who can carry. Uh, and they have a whole set of other types of gun control laws that they say need to be put in place, largely because of January 6th. Uh, you know, the, there are so many problems with this. It's hard to know where to start. But one, there are no guns uh, involved in January 6th. Except uh, the they also mentioned state state legislatures around the country. There's 23 state legislatures that allow civilians to be able to carry guns around the state legislature. And there's never been any problems with any of those civilians being able to go and carry. Uh, but, you know, even beyond that, it's just what's been the experience with concealed carry permit holders, is whether it's Colorado or it's whether other states, you find permit holders are incredibly law-abiding. Right. Permit holders lose their permits for any firearms-related crime at one-twelfth the rate that police officers do. <laughs> one-twelfth the rate, and police, and police officers themselves are rarely convicted of firearms-related violations. It's just about one-twentieth the rate of the general population. So that means permit holders are convicted at about one-two-hundred-and-fortieth the rate uh, that the general population is is convicted. So, well, you know, it's just... Well, let me ask you this. Just, I mean, are, as a practical ahead. matter, 
1775, Paul Revere. I mean, the, the British had a very similar concept. He got, we don't have the citizens have guns. Yeah. Um, so, they, so they were coming out to seize those guns to make sure the citizens couldn't have them. Sure. So if there was going to be sure. an infraction, that's the whole purpose of the Second Amendment <laughs> is is that to make sure the citizens have guns because if they're facing tyranny, um, they should be able to overthrow that tyranny. And they're going, oh my God, they're we can't they're, have that. We can't have that. I mean, we got to seize the guns. Right. Well, I mean, you're referring to Lexington and Concord. You know, the so-called yes. shot for around the world, where the British government wanted to go and see uh, the arms that the civilians had, uh, and you know, obviously you're right. I mean, that's they, when they adopted the Second Amendment, they had just uh, gone through the American Revolutionary War. They'd seen the British policies to try to seize people's guns. And that had a lot to do with that. But look, um, I, I think the main reason that people own guns today is trying to protect themselves. Yeah. The police are extremely important. Uh, but the anybody who's read my academic research knows that I think police are the single most important factor for reducing crime. But the police themselves understand that they virtually always arrive on the crime scene after the crimes right. occur. And right. that's the question when the police can't be there. What should people do? And it turns out that having a gun is by far the safest course of action. You know, Democrats claim that they care about the poor and minorities and women. And yet the research shows that those are the very people who benefit the most from being able to go and have guns. It's the people who are the most likely victims of violent crime. And that overwhelmingly tends to be poor blacks who live in high crime urban areas and people who are relatively weaker physically, women and the elderly. You know, you're almost always talking about a young male criminal doing the, the violent crime. And when the man is attacking a woman, there's a much larger strength difference that exists there than when a man is attacking another man. And the presence of a gun for people who are weaker physically, whether it be women or the elderly, you know, makes a much bigger difference in their ability to go and protect themselves. Right. And so, you know, they go and impose all these restrictions. They want to have higher fees for being able to get it. Who do they think they're pricing out of being able to do that? Background checks on the private transfers of guns. So you have to go and pay somebody, you know, $60 or $80 or a place like Washington, D.C., $125 to privately transfer a gun. Who do they think? That's just the cost of the background check. And who do they think they're pricing out of being able to go and protect themselves? Or if they have these waiting periods to be able to go and get a gun. If a woman's being stalked or threatened, you know, in a state like Colorado where you have these, you know, universal background checks, these private transfers of a gun. I could get a call from, let's say, a woman friend of mine whose ex is threatening her. And she calls me up and she says, John, it's going to be a few days before I can go and buy a gun. Can I borrow your gun until I can go and buy one? You know, she has no criminal record. You know, she's trained. But if you, if I were to just lend her a gun in Colorado for a few days, I'd be committing a felony. Wow. Isn't the John Hopkins study um, where the left is finally really revealing themselves? They they don't care about the crime or... or Poor people. Poor people. They care about an armed citizenry is a dangerous one. 
dangerous to the powers to be, dangerous to tyranny. Um, and they're saying, we can't have that. I mean, yeah, forget about all our usual complaints about, you know, local violence and all that. What we're really worried about is there's a real January 6th where, you know, we 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 use our tyranny and they keep on telling us how they're going to run it tyrannically. Um, we've got to take the guns away from the citizens because they may not just roll over for it. So it's they did, it really did a credit to say, yeah, this is this is our real agenda. Forget the one we tell you about. This is our real agenda. Well, I mean, my guess is they're going to say they care about all these different things. Right. But look, uh, and I and I can't get into their minds about what they think is the most important or not. But you know, the bottom line is, does their argument make sense? Are, are permit holders somebody who represents a danger in any case? Do can they show examples where permit holders were involved in you know January sixth or? have created problems around state legislatures? Is there one example in these 23 state legislatures that allow concealed carry permit holders to carry that there have been any of the types of concerns that they raise as possibilities? You know, so much of the gun control debate is about possibilities about things that might actually, might, might possibly happen. But we don't have to guess about these things. We have many, many decades of experience with regard to these things. And if they can't even point to one single example of that, it makes it hard to put a lot of weight on but, the types of can't, yeah, you but can't, they, can't they point to one concrete example? One concrete example in 1775 where the citizens got guns <laughs> and, and it ended up <laughs> uh, and shot heard around the world. They, they're absolutely right. It right. ended up in a revolution. So they got that one. Well, you know, and in Colorado, there were years ago, because I, I covered it when I was a TV reporter. I, I'm pretty sure you can't carry a concealed weapon in the Colorado legislature, right? But a guy snuck one in and then shot and killed somebody in the state legislature, right? And no one, all these people, these children, tourists, I mean, nobody had anything. The state patrol, it goes to your point, right? The state patrol, I mean, they have them there at the legislature, but by but the time they- don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't know how- They can't just walk in. Right. But somehow this guy got the gun in, and it was just- a crazy guy, right? Had nothing to do with anything. Democrat, yeah, or anyone there. But 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 by the time the state patrol, I was done. Right, there was a dead person on the floor at the state capitol, and every and it was chaos. So right. yeah, it never. Right. Well, I'm talking about concealed carry permit holders because that's what right. we're talking about. Well, it was already illegal for that person to, to carry the gun there. And what you're doing now is the only rule that you're changing is that law-abiding citizens who go through the permit process right. wouldn't be able to go and carry. Right. Well, nor would they be there to help. Right. I mean, it's a kind of that's my point, too, is the state patrol was was never. Well, what about in Colorado? One of the things that they're trying to. Can I just follow up on? Sure. Can I just follow up on the point you're making? So, you know, take something like the Covenant school shooting last year in in Tennessee. Tennessee has a, a, a criminal penalty of six years that you face for if you take a gun into a school zone. Right. Six years for you or I would be a huge penalty. I mean, our lives would be completely destroyed by having to spend up to six years in, in, in jail, in prison. But look, the person murdered six people. Let's say that they had lived. They'd be facing six life sentences or six death six. penalties. It's, it's a notion that taking six years away from their seventh life, they'd say, yeah. okay, I can... I can give up my first six lives, but you take six years away from my seventh life and that'll just be too much. I won't commit the crime at this point. The point right. is 
that these types of rules, what they do is all they do is assure the murderer that the, that the law-abiding citizens will obey the law because that's a huge penalty for them. And, it, and they will take advantage of the fact that exactly what Julie's saying in terms of, you know, we won't have any of the law-abiding citizens there to be able to go and stop it. You know, you have one problem I have with some conservatives. Some conservatives will say for school, we should just have armed, you know, one armed police officer in each yeah, that's school. Insane. That's insane. But the, insane. But the my response to that is, do you think air marshals should be in uniform? Do you think, yeah, you know, yeah. why don't we have air marshals in uniforms? I think most people know the answer to that is obvious, because you don't want the terrorists to know who is the one person on the plane who's going to be able to go and stop them. Yeah. And right. so we don't, and the same thing should be true. If, you, if you're going to have a police officer in a school, please don't put them in uniform. Please give them some type of job like the gym teacher or some staffer or something like that so they blend in and nobody knows who they are. I mean, personally, I'd rather just have uh, teachers and staff yeah, be able to go yeah, and Then you don't know. You have but, no idea. Yeah, good point. Well, and here's let me because that leads into what I was going to ask you in Colorado. So the, they fought hard and there are schools and school districts, if they so choose, can have trained right. teachers and staff carrying concealed. Well, one of the bills that the legislature is debating, and with the Democrats in control, it'll probably pass this year, is they're going to change that so that the teachers, right. trained teachers and staff, can no longer carry concealed in schools, right. only an, a, 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 a uniformed sec, uh, security Easy guard. To target, Easy uh, to target security guard, which most schools don't have, right? I mean, and, and, and that's based on The teachers having being armed doesn't cost you anything. Have full-time resource uh, personnel there costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it goes down to what you're saying. It's based on nothing, right? There, there, there's nothing has happened in Colorado. Well, there's to make been no problems. Right. There's been no problems with the teachers and staff caring. And they're yeah. trying to ban uh, concealed carry on, on universities, too, in Colorado yeah, right now. Right. Right. And, right. and there have been no problems there either. And there have been no problems really nationwide. I mean, uh, you know, I read the legislative debates on these things. And again, it's possibilities about things that might happen. And so they'll say things like, well, what happens if a teacher loses control of a gun and a student gets a hold of it and starts shooting people? Or what happens if the teacher loses their temper and pulls it out and starts shooting people? Give me one example where yeah. any of those things have happened. We have 20 states. Uh, including Colorado, which allow teachers and staff to carry. Uh, some of these states have had these laws for decades, uh, and yet they can't point to one single example like that. But it could uh, happen. Where that has it happened. could happen. Yeah. But it's possible. Mm. Yeah, I suppose anything's possible, but if, at least give me one example of it if you're right. going to make an argument. No, and, well, they and the, and the good part is, about it is that if that teacher does go berserk and starts shooting at kids, there's going to be another teacher with a gun who's going to stop him. <laughs> yeah. Unlike, you know, under like their yeah. prescription where you just have a free zone. Well, to your point, too, about the people they're penalizing are the people who have the lower incomes who kind of are the most risk for crime. One of the other things they're trying to do here in Colorado is require firearm liability insurance. Yeah. No, I'm not even sure what that right. is. But I think that's one you of those things that I don't think it's, to me, it's sort of designed to make you, particularly as more and more people are buying guns, just rich right? People. Right. Be able to carry. Only, yeah, only rich people will be able. I mean, God, what, I don't even know what that means. Will, yeah. right? will be Firearm. Able to carry. I mean, have, I mean, is that have you seen that in other states too? 
you know, some other places have been trying to push that type of thing. And look, uh, one of the problems with insurance, they say, okay, well, sometimes people with uh, uh, who are carrying guns create problems. They impose costs. Well, sometimes they produce benefits, like you've been yeah. talking about. Uh, what are we going to reward people for the benefits that they produce too? At the same time, you want to go uh, make them have to bear these costs. You know, the notion is only one-sided. They don't. You know, if you're going to have both, if you're going to impose the cost, you know, pay them for the benefits that they produce too right. at the same well, time. And I wonder, and, if it's but they I won't. They, well, and I wonder if it's an end around. I mean, tell me what you would think of this. So, I no, mean, people sure. jump up and down when they say, oh, you can't have a gun. But if you say, well, in order to have a gun, you can have a gun, but you have to have firearm liability insurance. Then you turn around and you regulate the insurance industries in regards to what that means, right? And so all of a sudden it's like, hey, we didn't say you can't have a gun, but if, but if you can't get firearm liability insurance, I mean, to me, that's what that's trying to do too, is to do a sneak around to, you know. So that, like, now, do you ever talk to, to uh, pro- uh, prohibition of gun people. I mean, do you have debates with people? Yeah, who... sure, but well, they won't debate me usually. Yeah, that's what the, I mean. Uh... They will not debate you. Yes, that's why I said, really, you got to debate somebody because <laughs> they won't debate you. But, You're well, too well informed. Yeah, I mean, twenty years ago or fifteen years ago, I, there was some debates that were going on, but basically, all the gun control groups and the gun control researchers have an agreement among themselves. Not to debate me. I, you yeah, know, there have been a number of times where I'll, well, I'll be, you know, I've gotten calls from like CNN or whatever, and uh, I'll say, sure, I'm happy to do the debate. And then they'll go back to whoever they've got and say, we got a lot to do it. And they'll say, we won't do it if lot do it is there. <laughs> and so I'll get Find a call back from CNN. <clears throat> yeah, I'll get a call back from CNN. Well, we're just going to have the other person on by themselves. We're not going oh, to there you all. What a great solution. Excellent. That's a great debate. Well, why do you think is it, and I, I think you kind of hit on it, that they're using this whole insurrection thing. And I think Chuck is right, too. They're actually truly scared, but they're also using it, I think, as an excuse. It, it does seem to me that for a while, and in fact, actually, one of the websites in Colorado did a thing saying that it used to be even talking about gun control in the legislature after we had the recall and all that a few years ago was like a poison pill, right? It was like kryptonite. No one would go near it. But but they were saying not anymore. The yeah, Democrats yeah. anymore are like, oh, no, we're all over it. Anything we can pass through. Is that just in Colorado or is that happening in other places too? Well, it depends. I mean, you basically have two sets of states. You have places like California and New York uh, and New Jersey and Maryland, uh, which are passing laws that basically try to ban guns. California and New York, the states I just named, have said, okay, well, you can get a concealed carry permit, but you just can't carry it any place outside your front yard. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, those are going through the courts right now. We'll see what happens with them. Uh, you know, the big problem right now is Democrats, uh, by the end of this year, will control over two-thirds of the district and circuit court judges uh, in the country. Uh, the United States, you know, the Supreme Court, uh the Republicans have a majority on there, but, you know, it's only like, you know, a tiny, tiny fraction of a percent of the cases get to go to the Supreme Court. And also the Democrats are trying to delay things going through the courts because 
By the end of the next administration, Clarence Thomas will be 80. Sam Alito will be 78. You lose one or both of those guys, you'll have a very different Supreme Court uh, on those issues. Wow. Isn't it amazing you say somebody is going to be 78 and you go, Spring chicken. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, c- compared compared to our president, maybe. Right. But you want to have you want to have you want to have uh, um, a justice who you know yeah. is able to go and lively debate and make intellectual arguments and not just you know somebody who's filling a seat. There. Yeah. So it just <clears throat> anyway. All right. Hey, well, listen, Jen, we have to let you go. Um, just if you want to go ahead, I mean, it's a, your crime prevention research organization. You've, uh, you're in the Washington Times all the time. Right. Where can people find you? Where can people help your cause if they want to do that? Yeah, well, our website is crimeresearch.org, crimeresearch.org. And it's the Crime Prevention Research Center. And, uh, you know, everything that we're talking about on our website at, at crimeresearch.org. And, you know, happy to talk to people about more, too. Well, right. well keep on searching for a for a lefty to debate with. <laughs> and if you do, let us know, we'll all turn in. So. That's right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So all thank right. you very thank much. You, John. Have a Take great care. day. Bye-bye. Thank you. But, thank you. And, and, Oh, and thank you, Sandra. Great guest. Yeah, he's good. He's, a, yeah, like you know, it. you got to wonder if he ever just gets like frustrated. He has oh, a lot of facts yeah. and it's got to be, does anyone actually even care about the facts and Democrats are like, no, no, we don't care about the facts. Here is a fact that we're having, um, as I said, Brandy Bradley is going to come on. There's another bill I want to talk to her about that they're debating right now. You'd think that this would be a no brainer that you shouldn't have boys in, in juvenile youth detention facilities, sleeping and showering and everything with girls, right? But apparently, Why not? apparently in the Democrat legislature, we can't do that either. But before Make we get- Make it a little more fun there. The juvenile yeah, yeah. Um, but why don't you talk real quickly? This is kind of fun. I don't know if you guys have heard the Fanny- Willis Fawny, I guess, however you say her name. I say Fanny. It's just I just say well, I'm sorry. Fawny, Fawny. <laughs> yeah. no, Fanny. It's Fanny. So um they're the, the judge is hearing whether she should be disqualified from the case, blah, blah, blah. There was kind of testimony about how were they having um the affair before she hired him or after, and they went up and down saying, you know, nothing started until no, afterwards, right? But yet today in court. The Trump, well, in court filings, yeah, it wasn't, and it wasn't a hearing. Um, the Trump attorneys um, filed; they had the geofencing data from Nathan Wade's cell phone, and it shows this is insane. So they're saying, no, 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 and he's saying, and in my entire life, I've only been to her house ten times. So the cell phone data says that he was at her house at least thirty-five times, and he was at her house thir- in those thirty-five times, and they're still analyzing some of it. So he would like all of a sudden there'd be a text or a phone call right. from her house to his house. He would get in his phone and you could see the car, the phone driving, driving, yeah, driving, driving, goes to her house. It's 1130 at night. The phone is now stationary for the next four hours. For the, well, yeah, for the next four hours. And then, and then he drives back and they're texting each other. So at least 35 times that happened. There are 2000 calls, 12,000 texts. And, and 2021. And at which time they did not have a relationship. They did not. They testified. Yeah, they, they, testified. Were, they vaguely knew each other, but then it was. Just... And so this, I mean, the true love didn't blossom until after she hired. No, I don't know what they were doing. Uh-oh. Well, we know what they're doing. Well, we know what they were doing. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I want to. I don't even that vision is now in my head. I don't want to have that vision in my head. 
Um, but um, here we pull the bite. I mean, this is perjury, right? This is. I mean, well, they should they surely, should get rid of their. There, there is no. There's an exception to perjury rule. After Fanny Willis, if, yeah, black woman. The, yeah, oh uh, yeah, black woman who's actually a victim here. But this is kind of a fun because this is going to come back to bite him. So being questioned by Trump's attorneys, Nathan Wade, because um, they must have known they kind of had this and they were still going through it, right? right so they ask him about how many times um, he goes to her house and what cell phones records might show. And he, he lies through his teeth, basically. So that was the Porsche dealership. Uh, there's a Marriott there. Uh, right. There's a nice store Bar, I could go yeah. to. You know, I go to those places. It said, so if we could please play Thomas, the um, the Nathan Wade, the Wade video, please. I received. Um, you would go to the condo and talk about a document that you received? Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. Absolutely. Any other reasons? Don't come to mind. Don't come to mind. No, sir. And uh, would you say that it was frequent? When I say frequent, do you think prior to November 1st of 2021, you were at the condo more than 10 times? No, sir. So it would be less than 10 times? Yes, sir. So if phone records were to reflect that you were making phone calls from the same location as the condo before November uh, 1st of 2021, and it was on multiple occasions, the phone records would be wrong? The phone records reflected that? Yes, sir. They'd be wrong. They'd be wrong. Okay. Now it's going to be hard. So here's what I think is funny when you start looking at that. All of a sudden, um, I mean, so it, yes, obviously it's being reported in Fox and Megyn Kelly and brought, you know, places like that. But it's also what was the lead story for a while on the Hill, where that even the Daily Beast said the Beast, the Daily Beast, which is like they twist themselves into pretzels to explain how stuff like how Fannie Willis is the victim in all of this, right? I mean, even they said this is eye raising evidence or eyebrow raising evidence about this. So, I, mean, I mean, which to me it's well, interesting. What do you know? They're lying, ABC, huh? I mean, everybody is now backing away from her, right? She was the the, the fiery, fiery, fiery black woman, and all of a sudden standing like, up against the racist. Right. And all of a sudden, it's pretty darn clear that they lied. Now, you're the lawyer. It, the question is, so they've put this in court documents. That's not evidence. Yeah. How does, but I think how, if you're the judge, well, I was going to say, well, the, like being corrupt would bother a judge these days. But if you're the judge, do you have to take that in? I mean, it's great. No, you don't have there. to take it in. You can kind of go, you didn't present it in your case in chief. Um, you really don't have a redirect. Um, I, I'm trying to think how many people did. Well, they put some various witnesses on, so maybe you'd have a redirect. But how that evidence would come in and redirect? Well, and, and meanwhile, he's trying to decide: uh, is he going to let the the, the ex friend of um, of Nathan Wade, that Brad, the guy who wasn't hurting his case until the stupid pro, until the her until yeah, yeah, the, they they like blew open that too. So now that's going well, to he's been, okay. According to this case that the Trump attorney brought up, I have to check in camera because you know i don't know why in camera because there's no jury um but the, yeah. maybe the crowd outside uh, they, yeah maybe just uh, yeah and and uh and, and and they said no you cannot talk to him in camera and i can tell you having tried this one a few times <laughs> telling a judge you can't do something Ooh. is usually a bad idea <laughs> you can you, suggest you, try to, you should you should suggest that it'd be better if he did but but you don't kind of go you may not you may not talk to him and go, oh, yeah, watch it. Just look like a bunch of cons. And here's what I'm wondering is, when you're watching that, I do have to agree with, 
whether the, I mean, it seems pretty obvious that the relationship started, the relationship was being taken advantage of by both people financially. We're doing great. Right? I mean, everybody's vacations. Aruba. Great uh, for everyone. Wine. uh, And everybody, she's like the, you know, the toast of the town in the lefty circles for going after Trump. And, you know, and and they're like, so what if she's sleeping with this guy and he doesn't have any experience? goes off on one trip and they too go elsewhere. But they're just living large. They all just look like sleazy, corrupt. It's like... I can't say, well, do you have any evidence? Well, no, it's all cash. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all cash. cash deal, it's, just, you know? it's just so whatever do with this anyway, cash. See, no, no, it's just cash. So I'm wondering, I find it surprising that the left media was so fast to back away from her with these cell phone records. I mean, it, it's clear. I mean, and they have, they said, we've only started to go through. This is just what we're finding, right? And they show the little diagrams and you see the, the car is moving. Well, I just want to tell everybody this is it. They're not covering this anymore. This oh, is over now. This know. is over if, now. If, if she's disqualified, they've <laughs> already gone on the record. And if, they can just, you know. If it in. gives the judge a little bit of cover. Because I think before, you could tell by her, at least to me, it seemed like that her attitude in court and just how disrespectful Ooh. and how out of control she was. It would seem Whoa. to me that she felt somehow confident that the judge wasn't going to do anything to her. No. Right? And I wonder if this changes things, particularly if you're the judge. If you're like, wait a minute, even the Daily Beast, even even the Daily Daily Beast, Beast says this is this is questionable. Uh, <laughs> well, he just wants to get out of here because he's up for election six months in that county and he doesn't want to piss off. The fanny or her fans. No, no. So, but but this I think makes it easier. So we'll be covering that for you, though. I see. Now we have Representative Brandy Bradley with one us. One of the good ones. Yep, one of the good ones. Hey, Brandy, thank you hey, for Brandy. your time. Happy Party Friday. Oh, they've not been happy about this Friday. <laughs> no. All right, I'm going to get to that. So I wanted to talk to you about the pedophile bill, but then I've been reading your text about House Bill 1170. All right. Um, well, what's the good news on that one? What, yeah. What's the What's the Party Friday? <laughs> good news on that. <laughs> Right now, we're in the middle of debating the non-legal name change. It's been going on for three hours now. So, this is okay. Is this the one that would require that if if, if a kid decided on Tuesday that their name is Fanny, say, and then on Thursday they decide their name is Butch. Julie or whatever, that the schools have to go along with it? They don't have to tell the parents. I mean, just how awful is this bill? And what's the point? The point is to push an agenda, is the point. The point is to strip parental rights. The point is to hide secrets from parents, which is something I've always told my children not to do. That's the point. And this law actually would say, are you busy? And let me know if you have to go, too. I know you've got, okay. Uh, um, is, is, does the bill actually say that the parents would not have to be informed or maybe even couldn't be informed? There's a very gray area in that um, what the bill does, what we try to resolve is that you cannot sue a teacher for discrimination. And their amendment is is that it has to be intentional for the teacher to call them the wrong name. And we said that's subjective. What does that mean? You know, the t- there are plenty of kids that don't like their teachers, that they're going to come right. after something like this. And, you know, it, it's trying to be rational with the rational people. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, how's that going? Yeah, how's that going? <laughs> it's party Friday. Come on. <laughs> well, what about now? I was reading, is there another bill there where they're arguing about it was given the separation of boys and girls in the youth detention facilities, right? Is that something? So that was a bill to give more rights to kids that have been pre adjudicated and things like that. My 
Amendment was, well, how are you going to keep violent rapists away from little girls that maybe are innocent of crimes? And uh, they said, well, they just said again on the floor that rapes aren't happening in bathrooms and kids are safe in showers. And I'll tell you that Riley Gaines didn't feel very safe in a bathroom or a shower. So, well, and we're talking. I'm I sorry. Mean, this, is, I mean? this is basically trying to make sure that the kids have a lot of fun yeah, down at the detention center. I was going to say, this is a detention center, right? I mean, and I'm making detention centers more. And they, these are party not, atmosphere like in some of these places. These are kids who are, who have been arrested or as you said, convicted of extremely violent and some and rapes and things like that, right? These are not. I mean, they don't. I mean, that's a dangerous situation to be putting these kids in, right? But I mean, you're passing a bill to protect rights. Well, what about biological women's rights? We're seeing the eradication of women's rights. I mean. They're allowed to play on the same sports in this in these um, human services or youth services. They're allowed to shower depending on their gender identity. They're allowed to um, live in living quarters based on their gender identity. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's a insane. Logical women. It's a destruction of the family. It's a destruction of children. And one of the other things I want to talk to you about, because this has been the thing I'm on. So the Colorado Air Quality Control Commission, which was, you know, appointed by Polis, approved by the legislature, is now starting in 2025 banning lawnmowers, gas powered lawnmowers on public property and on city owned property, things like that. So we cannot have any lawnmowers, but pedophiles. Right. But the bills you're trying to pass, Democrats are very OK. I, I guess if you're a pedophile and you have a gas powered lawnmower, you're that would be bad. Be you, you know, you'd probably get a ticket. But talk to me. But, about- and they figured out how much uh, by doing this law in 2025, they're going to save in, in CO2 emissions. Yeah. Is it, is it going to make the tipping point difference in the world? He'll tell you that it's nothing. I mean, how can we save on CO2 when we have countries like India and China polluting? all of our air. I mean, what is a gas powered mower? I'm certainly not going to get on my John Deere and mow my four acres on a electric. You just stretch the cord. Yeah. You could use your, you could use your Tesla or something. Well, go back to the pedophile because you guys have done a great job. I think, you know, when I was a reporter, I did unfortunately a ton of stories about child sex predators. Right. And, and I think this is a hard one for people to get their heads around because it is hard for people to understand that, that this could happen. And and we're talking, and I saw cases of little, I mean, like two-year-olds, I mean, infants, I, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and to have Democrats say, no, we need to protect the pedophiles um, over the children. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I think that they were trying to make it very confusing that we do have trafficking laws of 8 to 24 years in the state of Colorado. What we do not have are laws that will put buyers of child right. in jail. And that's what the community needs to understand. It was only going to mandate minimum sentences for the buyers. We're not getting rid of the buyers. We're not getting rid of the supply. They're going to continue to buy because they get a slap on the wrist and then they get to go home. And the next day they get to go offend again. Right. Well, and talk about you. I saw you at a picture you were tweeting. There was some pretty outrageous testimony and you were talking about, and, and I mean, you explained it, that one of the witnesses was saying, apparently, well, look, this is bad because if you're in the LGBTQ community and you need to sell your body for sex, this is going to yeah, make it it's harder. A, it's a free, I mean, it's, it's an interference with the free market. Is that, I mean, was, did that really happen? Do I have that right? It, it really happened. We had three in opposition and a group of 50 
Um, she, the public, first of all, the public defenders came out that morning and said that they had some glitch in their system. And I, I read them the right act. They said that, and I asked them how many people get prosecuted for this. And they said, oh, I'm sorry, let me get rid of this. Hmm. Let me send this to voicemail. Um, they said that they didn't know the statistics, couldn't give me those statistics, which was- Because of the glitch. And then this woman actually continued to speak that when LGBTQ children get kicked out of their home and they don't have a way to make money, my bill is going to harm them so that they can't sell their bodies, which is illegal in the state of Colorado. We're not talking about 18-year-olds. We're talking about 12, 13, and 14-year-olds. It is going to harm them so that they can't sell their bodies for sex. Yes, verbatim. It's like, well, uh, technically, I'm sure it's illegal if I were, and I'm a little bit older than 18, to try to sell my, I don't know how many buyers it'd be, but I mean, if I were to try to sell my body for sex, that's illegal too. Well, uh, what is, because uh, I think you're absolutely- I mean, do you, do you sometimes think that your Democratic colleagues down there at the legislature are insane? I mean, do you, do you come home some nights and- <laughs> Every day. This was a great bipartisan bill. We had great bipartisan support. We had one person come out in opposition, that was the public defender's office. No one else from victims to advocates to anti-trafficking organizations ever said anything um, against this bill. People were appalled that the state of Colorado, this is probation eligible. In states like California, these sentences are 25 years minimum. We were asking for 48 years. And I know people are upset with me for asking for 48, but we knew that they weren't going to go for 25. They didn't even go for 40 years. Well, what's going on that they want to, I mean, I think I have my suspicions on this, but what's going on that that the Democrats all of a sudden um, are, are are willing to protect, not even willing, but are openly and advocating for child sex predators? I mean, you see a lot of things going around that people want to legalize pedophilia. They right. they It's okay that adults are attracted to minors. They think that they should be in relationships with them. Um, some are saying that they want prostitution to be legal in the state of Colorado. I mean, we've legalized so many things. What's next? I, I, oh, I don't. I'll tell you that's... what's next. I was on that show because this, this, this topic. Gas powered lawnmowers. Yeah, gas powered. No, but so, so, okay. So they're now they're saying that pedophiles are he, persons attracted to minors, right? This is what they're going to say next. Rapists are simply people who are attracted to other people who don't want to have sex with them. Who unreasonably don't want right? to have sex with them. I mean, that's <laughs> It's kind of like, and I don't understand what's wrong, because I don't think any of them would probably be very quick to stand up and say, well, we need to protect an adult rape victim, right? So what the freak is going on that all of a sudden it's like, but we don't want to protect. I mean, so let's say you're a person attracted to a minor and that minor is four freaking years old, right? I mean, that's, but we don't want to protect that four-year-old. We'll protect, you know, the 40-year-old woman who's violently raped and attacked, but we're not going to protect the four-year-old. I just don't get it. Or for the four-year-old being sold. Well, yeah. And, and then, the, yeah, then the mother or whatever making money off of it. Ordered a bill today. This is another bill we heard that trans felons can change their name. I mean, oh, this is up against Don here. The, that was another bill that we argued today, that if you're a felon and you're trans, you can now change your name. Good, good. Now, does that get changed at the CBI or conveniently? No. No. So. They said it's perfect that you're still going to be able to understand and know if the person that raped you or assaulted you or tried to commit murder on you, that that, that name will stay with the former name. And that we are not supposed to dead name people in, in this state. And that is 
truly tragic for people that commit crimes. You bet. You oh, bet. for people who are trying to track, oh, I don't know, somebody who may be getting out and want to come back and try to hurt them. That would be helpful information, right? I mean, I know that there are systems. That, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Huh? Or you're planning on dating. I mean, any of those things. We are not about public safety. The number one thing my constituents want is to feel safe. And there is no legislating down here that is going to keep our public safe. Well, at least... Thank God they gave themselves, this is you two, uh, um, a raise, right? Did that go through? Right. <laughs> you know, we had a, a comment about that. We wanted to change the legislation uh, session, the legislative session to 90 days. I mean, listen, you make $44,000. Now, we do work a, a lot. That's a four-month period. I do have to leave my job that I make much more money at. But we're not like South Dakota where they make $9,000. I mean, we're not struggling. But yes, this is the legislation going through. I was because I I was laughing to myself because I was looking at color of politics and there was like one headline said lawmakers struggle with crisis to find money for schools and stuff like that and then right below it was they voted to give oh, themselves a raise them. I guess well, there you go. <laughs> I guess it wasn't that much well what else is what else, what other exciting things is I mean are these likely to pass or are these yeah. um going to pass. And we're going to use this against these people in November when they're running for seats. Again, that you want to protect pedophiles. You want to protect trans felons over victims. You want kids to hide secrets from parents. Absolutely. This is a gift because we get to think about it and put it all over their districts and tell them that 46 Democrats don't want to contribute to the safety of children and their constituents. Yeah, but, but, but they have their male balance. Um, well, they yeah. can harvest uh-huh. and collect, and and the, and the mail ballots, which really don't go to anyone, don't care about the not protecting the people. No. Um, but hey. what, what what about Polis? Where does he stand on any of this, or is he just I'm going to be running for president as soon as I can make that happen? Oh, I think he pulls all the strings in this place, and and most of them are just puppets. Really, I think so. Yeah. All he, right. Well, he almost married a. Minor, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, he did. That's interesting because the Denver Gazette was trying to give him cover, saying, "Well, Polis didn't weigh in on the the, the protecting the pedophile bill." But I was thinking to myself, because he's a pedophile. Well, no, well, no, he was. But he he was well, a pedophile. He wanted to marry a minor. Okay, but I think we want to be careful there. But yeah, oh yeah, let's be careful because we don't want to hurt his feelings, um, or or that of his present spouse. But. Um, what I was going to say is he could have weighed in, right? He could have he said, could've. I won't sign that, right? I, I, I wouldn't have signed that, so. Uh, he weighed in about me telling the public how those eight Democrats voted that I am inciting violence and causing death threats. I oh. know it. I know it. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> insurrection. You're an insurrectionist. You look, you have the look of an insurrection. Oh, my God. Well, listen, oh. I... Hands. Well, maybe, just sort of a final question for you. I mean, any... I don't want to say words of encouragement. Just, no, finally, no. I mean, what what is it you think that folks listening? To- How many more days until you're not you're out? Well, well, yeah, but I mean that the <laughs> But that the people need to understand about what's happening down there. I mean, we have 15 gun bills coming this session. I mean, if they want to continue to have their First Amendment rights, their Second Amendment rights, all of their civil liberties being taken. They can sit back and watch it happen, or they can get involved and knock doors and walk in these districts of people that we need to remove from office. 
All right, Brandy, thank Brandy, you. Thanks so much. You and I, I, I almost feel sorry for you having to be down there, but <laughs> you seem like such a nice person. I'm in the place where God has me, and I've got a voice and a mouth, and I'm not going to let these people just lie back and make claims that are, are going to hurt Coloradans. So. Great. All right. Well, thank you. Keep thank up you. the good work. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you later. Have as we much fun Friday as you can. Okay. <laughs> Representative Brandy Bradley there. Let's read some great comments from all these people. Um, from Jacob, remember the Rittenhouse trial where one of the victims testified that he was not harmed until he pointed a gun at Rittenhouse. That was back to the gun stuff. From Sandra, my understanding is that 30% of the Colorado Democrats are appointed, not elected. I find that disturbing how absolutely insane are these Democrats. Sounds like they're all, thank you, Brandy, for the fight. And then she's like, what? <laughs> and that there, there's no such thing as LBGTQ children. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, but I mean, they're children, right? So well, they're- yeah, but they're having, they're having gender-affirming care right. when they're they're 11 years old and having double mastectomies. Right. Well, I know, but it, it, it yeah. well, the, the whole thing, it's just, it's a, it, it's insanity there and it is part of their agenda. Well, they're sick people. Um, I mean, that's when well, it comes and, down to it. You know, you always don't want to ascribe the worst motives to your opponents. You, you want to say, well, they're just people who see the things differently. Yeah, I don't feel that anymore. I think they're sick people. Well, I think what they want to do is they want to destroy the nuclear family. They want to destroy the family. They want to destroy the country. Destroy destroy the country. Well, yeah. But they're good people. They're really good people. And they want to, well, I've said this before. This is my whole theory, Julie, theory of the universe. You have yin and yang. You have good and evil. You need these opposing forces. Republican, Democrat. Well, Well, exactly. So that's why I mean, we shouldn't give up and we shouldn't get, we shouldn't get, um, feel in despair or we shouldn't feel frustrated. I think that's the nature of the universe right what we have to do is what brandy said is is our part whatever that part may be and so maybe that part is just to be aware of it um in your in your own world but sandra says i agree chuck they are sick yeah <laughs> yeah well and it's they're uh, people to whom the end justifies the means and, but and the it, end is an awful thing well, the, well, the end is yeah global elitist control right yeah, i mean yeah. it's the same kind of thing these same people are now they're beating all up and down which they should on you know um zuckerberg and meta because they're saying you know they're the people are using facebook to sell their kids for sex right yeah, yeah. and he doesn't do anything about it so they're gonna what they want to do is they want to yell at zuckerberg for having this happen on facebook but then in the meantime if you're the person who's actually buying the child for sex no problem, no problem. There, so um, those poor guys at the legislature. Well, I did want to point out to everybody. You know, we've had uh, two of the candidates, and maybe a third, but two of the candidates for judicial new district district twenty three, George Brockler and who the Dagny Vanderjack. Vanderjack, um, that's heating up. Um, they had a hearing down in Douglas County, and George was, it was like a supposedly a candidate sort of candidate debate, and and George got to speak, and the people didn't want him to speak because he was going to unlikely go through the assembly he's going to petition around i mean it was he was booed, he was booed and, and hissed and and it's, it's going to be a battle down there they've got a website uh the real george brock the so, truth about george brock and, right. and and um and thank you to listener charlene for tipping us off onto that yeah, yeah, so yeah that's, that's going to be a wild race and we'll keep on top of it it's um yeah i wonder who who has the forest money the forest money yeah between the two sandra says um brockler and vanderjack um so yeah i think um 
it's there is concerted, not concerted, there is organized opposition to George Brockler. I think there was a sense that George Brockler, having been around so long and having known everybody so long, was going to be able to walk into it. But there um, are is very definitely a move to not have yeah, we'll him. Keep, we'll keep, on and we'll keep an eye on that. Um, you know, we know George and George, is, George. is a friend. Not as politics necessarily, but he was a great DA. For- and Dagny was on the show and she did great. Yeah, that's and what I he, heard. She did I'm- great and she really took it to George too. So yeah, that's one race, you know, and we'll have to follow that and um, and see how they do. But it is interesting. Once again, you look at the growing influence of the grassroots, right? You look at, for instance, Mike Pence, like has launched a $20 million thing. It's kind of like Heidi Gnossin that we talked about here on steroids, right? To crush the grassroots. He wants to stem the growing tide of populism. It's like, Look, you're the old Republican Party. It's like you go away, go away. I mean, there has to be go hang with Liz Cheney there and Romney. Something, some sort of investigation that these donors didn't have something better to do than give um, Mike and, Pence Mike Pence twenty million bucks to go around supporting candidates that he wants to vote for. Or his support will destroy. Right. Well, um, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like Cory Gardner endorsing yeah. Jerry Sonnenberger in CD4. It's like, right. ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, there's one guy I don't want. And Matt Gates did a great job. He was at CPAC today saying, those people need to recognize that the Republican Party is what it wants to be right now. Yes. This is what the voters want. It's not right. controlled anymore by the big donor, the deep-pocketed billionaire donors who just want to make themselves richer, and politicians and consultant class who listen to them, right? And Matt Gates is like, they should give it up. They should quit trying to say we need to go back to conservative principles. Conservative principles just mean principles that make me selling out the middle class, working class America. People don't buy that anymore. So, but but you know, again, you look at. I think there was some thought that George would be able to just walk in, and people were mad that he was not going to go through the that he wouldn't commit to going to the assembly. And one of the persons at the meeting said. We're here. It's a, I think it was a Douglas County yeah. Republican Party meeting and was like, we're here because we're going to go to caucus. It's like, if you aren't going to go to caucus, I don't even, we, we shouldn't even let you speak. If you know what I mean? Go. And so the chair came up and he said, OK, how many say I? And, and they, then he repeated, how many say I? And there's I. And they said, OK, how many say there? No, you know, all <laughs> Eyes haven't. Everybody mean eyes haven't. Yeah. And Sandra says that the rhinos hide something, hiding something. I think they are. They well, always are. Yeah. I, I mean, well, they're hiding. They want basically all the ways they want to screw us and enrich themselves. That's right. You know, and get, help, get help more the power. Democrats who we love. Because it's a unit party. It's a unit party. But anyway, it, it's a party Friday. So we won't party, too, it's a unit party Friday. It's a unit party Friday. We won't go, we won't go too down the rabbit hole on that. Hey, on on Monday, we're going to be talking about this. I talked a little bit about this other day, this Twitter account, Do Better Denver. Yes. Um yes. Everybody, this, everybody in the administration administration are all upset. They if go to Twitter, follow it or Instagram, um, where they're exposing really just how much in UK Denver down. is yeah. anymore. And of course, rather than actually fixing the problem, they're getting they're yelled at. They might they're making it worse. So let it be Monday. Everyone, thank you. To, thank you, everybody. Well, let me thank our guests to Brandy no, 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 and to John Lott, everyone on Zoom. Bye, bye. Everybody. Bye. <laughs> yes. We'll see you on Take Monday. Take care.